Welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chambers podcast, where we talk about everything Charlotte with area business and community leaders. Here are your hosts, Chamber Chief Operating Officer Michael Orzak and CEO of Chase Media, Diane Chase. Welcome everyone to our podcast. I'm Michael Orzak, along with my co-host, Diane Chase. In today's episode, we'll talk just about anything with Steve Gatter with Underdog Business Strategies. We are thrilled to have him on our show today. Welcome, Steve and Diane. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Welcome, Steve. It's wonderful to have you with us today, and we're looking forward to your words of wisdom on In The Loop. And just maybe to launch into what you see ahead for 2022. Let's just jump in. Well, I think uh, 2022 is going to be the year of small business. I think that we have, I think in 2008, the whole world changed and we all became internet and computer savvy. And then I think over the last two years being cooped up at home, I think we've all gotten a little bit better at it. And so I think there are more tools and techniques and tactics that are available to very small businesses, including freelancers and solopreneurs, that we're going to have an opportunity to to build our own little businesses. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Are there any areas, any business spaces, if you will, you see with the most potential for success in the new year? One of the things that I've learned about in the last year is a concept called Ikigai, which is I-K-I-G-A-I. And it is a Japanese term, and it means balance of life. And so there are four key ingredients to it. Do what you love, do what you're very good at, make some money doing it, and solve a problem that you want to solve. And if you can get those four things lined up, that's a pretty good day. And that's what I think the opportunities are going to be for people to do what they truly want to do, what they're good at, and to solve a problem that they want to solve. And as a one-person business, we don't really have to have that many clients. So building such a small business is quite doable if you can figure out where those four circles all intersect. I love that. How would you approach or or what would you advise in terms of developing a virtual team or a team on call, those concepts of being a solopreneur and building a network where you do have an expert source of people to support what you do? Well, again, that goes back to what I said earlier. I I think that there's enough technology out there that you don't even need that much of a team around you. You just need to learn some of the technology and to be able to put that to work for you. Um, Most of my clients are one-person businesses. And the basic model that we talk that we start with is if you can find 50 clients that you can serve 
and they all pay you $2,000 a year, that's the starting point. It's a $100,000 a year business. Let's start from there. Let's see what we can do. All right, so we only need 50 chamber members. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already, you're already winning, Michael. Yep. We are already winning. No, so interesting. Now, Steve, I do have a question about you. Do help people with starting that process, right? Starting that business when yeah. they say, "This is what I love to do," and then I'm going to get Steve involved with the rest of the process, right? Exactly. Um, yesterday, I had the opportunity to run a workshop. Uh, down in Rock Hill at the Gravity Center. And it's the first time I've done this content in a workshop format, but it's called Examine the Idea. So what is your business idea? Let's go through this assessment of it and let's see how much you really know about the idea so far and what is it you still need to know. And that's the starting point. It's the ideation stage of your business. Let's figure out what do, what do the numbers look like? Who is your ideal client? What is your sales process going to be? Let's see if it actually makes some sense. And that's the starting point. So do your clients come to you with answers to that, those questions? Have they thought through that? Or is that what you provide? So I find working with people who are super expert in their area, they're passionate about it, but they get distracted because they're trying to still do their, their visibility, their presentation, their marketing, their public relations, their media relations. And they're trying to do all of this business and it pulls them away from their area of expertise. Does that make sense? The, the reason I came up with the, with the content, examine your idea, is that no, most people have not thought about these five particular ingredients. And what I want to be able to help them do with this workshop is understand where you need to go get more information. Because these are the basic parts of it. Is there any money to be made? What's your value proposition? What's the sales process? What's the competition and what's your motivation? And if you can get those five segments identified and defined, then you got a good starting point. So that's, that's where you got to begin. You've got to kind of lay out the basic business model. Not a plan, just a model. <laughs> right. Um, so you help with the research in terms of who's your competition. And sometimes a business owner may have the wrong idea about whose competition really is. Um, very true. But even more simply than that, when you think about the fact that you're a one person business and you're just getting started and you're really trying to get 50 clients, do you really think you have any competition? No, there's, there's, the markets are so gigantic and these, these tools that we have available today 
to be able to reach out to people, um, we can find 50 clients. But we want to go out and, and look at our competition just so we can learn from them. That's the real reason to figure out who your competition is. What are they doing? What are they promising? What are they charging? Just to get a sense for what it is we want to go do. And that's an invaluable service that, that you provide and, and can help with. My, my fundamental superpower is writing, is copywriting. And when you start thinking about all these different pieces and you want to be able to document what it is you've just learned, that's what I really think my, my real contribution is. Let me help you put those words on paper so that we can get them to be as succinct as possible so that you do know exactly what it is you're trying to do. And the critical, critical piece of communicating about it in a way that resonates with your target market, your target market. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, one of my learned expressions through all this has been, before we can wow anybody with whatever it is we do, first, we have to intrigue somebody with words. So do you have a certain demographic you're seeing people, we hear about the millions and millions of people leaving their jobs, leaving the corporate workforce. Are those people coming to you? Are you seeing a resurgence of baby boomers wanting to do what they always wanted to do in the first place? Or is well, it younger people? Um, most of the people, most of my clients um, are over 55, I would say. Um, and they're the people that I've gotten to know already. Um, you know, I've been here in Charlotte now for 12 years. I've always been an active networker. So I've met a lot of people already. And I even have my own networking event that meets every Wednesday morning. So I'm talking to the people that I already know and quite where my clients come from. Um, the chance of somebody out of left field finding me, pretty slim. <laughs> so it really is about personal relationships and, and building that first. And that's true with most startup businesses. Mm -hmm. um, your first 50 clients are probably people you already know. And when you say your first 50 clients, are these clients transactional, like project-based that people are, should look at first? Like here's the, you know, here's the remit, here's my deliverable, or is it longer term retainer, yearly contract kind of well, that's a great question. And it all depends. It all depends on what that individual's superpower really is and what is it they really want to do. And when we figure out what their business model is going to be, that is, what is your core product? What are you going to charge for? And how many of them can you sell and deliver in any given week? 
that's the basic, that's the most basic business model you can figure out. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's figure out how many of those clients or customers do I have to find in order to make my revenue number? But it has to be manageable. It has to be a number that we can do. Um, I, I ask my clients to tell me, what's your maximum capacity? What's the most number of clients that you can serve in a given week? Okay, now cut it in half. Now tell me, does it work? Because you can't operate at full capacity for very long. No, and then something has to give. Generally yeah. quality, if it's not quantity. Usually your sanity, but. And that too, your health. <laughs> so um, it sounds like they're, they're mostly people coming to you with a product. Is that correct? Or not a um, service necessarily? Actually, most of them are services. And I'm looking at my list of clients that I'm working with right now. And yeah, most of them are bringing a service to the marketplace. And that's a whole special skill set in terms of communicating the value, right? Because you can't show them a tangible object that has these wonderful features, right? And it, it definitely works. So conveying trust, credibility, competence, confidence, all of those things, it's, it's a whole different ballgame than, you know, specs on a product. <laughs> um, one of the things I try to get my clients to do is to productize their service. Don't just tell me you're a plumber. Tell me the different components, the different things that you can do. And let's start creating that product line that you have so that the client has a, a better understanding or an easier time making the decision. Because I know what I'm buying. I'm not just buying your general service ability. I'm buying specific challenges that I as a client have. So it goes to that pain point of I'm a plumber and I fix toilets or something, right? Yeah. And, and you may be a plumber that fixes all these things, but that pain point is going to hit somebody mm -hmm. that, yes, this, my faucet is leaking, keeping me up at night, right? Because of the drip, drip, drip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. And to me, starting with that resolution rather than I am, right? So you talk I'm like you and 4,000 other people in the area, <laughs> right? So here's here's what I solve. Here's the expertise I bring to help you meet your goals. Whatever that goal is, whether it's a faucet that doesn't leak or whatever. The, uh, the easiest differentiator when we start talking about what our business is all about is to say, well, who do we serve? Who are my ideal clients? And include that phrase in whatever your statement is. Um, so that way you know exactly who you're talking to. Uh, I'm sure you know Jack Canfield and his uh, chicken soup books. 
And I think that's genius, the fact that he puts the name of the audience in the title of the book. That's the way to do it. That's how we differentiate from everybody else. You know, I work with these kinds of people. And drilling down into that, it's interesting because I just was at a networking event this week and um, coming to mind around, so if you fix toilets and there are a lot of other people who fix toilets, how does that, how do you really target your market? Because everyone has one, right? So how do you describe, here's my, here's the persona, here's my ideal customer, here's my avatar. <laughs> right. So I wish I had picked a better example than plumber because the plumbers are in the B2C marketplace. So they're reaching out to general consumers. Now, if they were a commercial plumber and they work exclusively with um, car dealerships, which I have no idea why that would work, but nevertheless, it works better in the B2B world where you can identify what kind of a business you want to work with. Um, but reaching out into the consumer marketplace is really hard because it's hard to segment the market. I mean, you can do it geographically. Um, you can even do it by whatever the profession might be of the consumer. You might be able to, to reach out to nurses, for example. Um, you know, that's your specialty. I'm a former nurse, I've become a plumber, and now I work only with nurses because I know that they spend way too much time at the hospital and they don't have time to blah, blah, blah. Do you have a, do you have a process for, honing in on that ideal client, that target client or customer? Yeah. And as a brand new player in the marketplace, we don't have any brand value. Nobody knows if we can do whatever it is we say we're going to do. And so therefore, I've come up with this concept of a micro product. And a micro product is an inexpensive, short-term, quick and easy, fast win. It's something to do that you can build that relationship and deliver value to your prospect. And so I've designed two of them in my practice. And one of them is examine your idea. And the other one is who's your ideal client. And it's an hour long conversation to figure out, well, who is your ideal client? And what do you really know about them? And can we figure out a way to go talk to them? Perfect. And I do know about that process. It's very cool. <laughs> and it's very thorough. Um, so we're about at time, Steve. Any final words of wisdom or advice for small and mid-sized business professionals? Yeah, if you've never heard of Ikigai, look it up, Google it. Um, it is a, it's one of the best things that I've learned in the last year to be able to align those four ingredients to piece together what I really want to do day in and day out. I love it. Perfect. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Steve, and sharing your insights. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. That was fun. Yes, thank you, Steve, for joining us in the loop. And I really appreciate you being on today. And lots of great information in a little bit of time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on In the Loop, the Charlotte Area Chamber weekly business and community podcast with your hosts, Michael Orzak and Diane Chase. If you'd like to be a sponsor, please contact us through our website, charlotteareachamber.com. Join us again next week for the latest scoop in the loop.